Welcome to Life Point with your host, Pastor Tom Doherty. Hi, folks. Welcome to Life Point. I am glad you're listening today. You're going to be blessed because you don't have to hear me do a message today. You get to hear something else. I have a great friend that is here from Vancouver, Washington, via Anderson, Indiana. And his name is Ben Schuler, and his wife Kelly is in the studio with me, even though she is promised not to talk a lot, even though we want her to. But uh, Ben and Kelly, good to have you with us. Oh, we're, what a blessing for us to be here. Thanks so much for inviting us and uh, uh, have letting us join you here for this. And Ben is the chief of staff at the uh, Church of God uh, International office, and uh, he is uh, works under the general director of the Church of God. And Kelly's his wife, and they recently moved to Vancouver, Washington, out of Anderson, Indiana, to have a presence on the West Coast. And we were privileged to have them down a couple weeks ago, and they actually shared during Pastor TJ's going away message. Most of you know that uh, Pastor TJ, as you guys have heard his name, Talaloto Elicano Samuelo Jr., has uh, moved to Seattle, and and Ben knew him well in Vancouver. And so, Ben, of course, you were the uh, head of the Church of God Missions for a long time, and now you're over the new head of that. And so how many uh, different countries and things are you working with? Yeah, currently the Church of God has relationships in 88 countries outside of the United States and Canada. And so we're interfacing uh, with national leaders in each one of those countries, as well as managing our staff of missionaries and uh, global development projects that we have going on uh, throughout those. And you even have some, uh, of course, missions in the United States. You were telling me about one in Allen, North, uh, South Dakota. Yeah, that's right. So we have a, a branch of ministry work with uh, Native American ministries, we call it. And uh, it, it is really great, although it's located within the ge- geography of the United States. Uh, it's actually quite complicated cross-cultural ministry work. And so our organization feels like it's best for that to be within our global department with the cross-cultural component. And we're finding a lot of great traction uh, with that type of system. Yeah, we were uh, talking because we are planning on a mission trip. In fact, we're going to try to plan maybe two years in advance and get some mission trips down. And Ben was sharing with me some ideas of local and uh, across the nation missions and people to be in contact with. It's just awesome. But you know, the Bible tells us in Matthew to go out into all the world and preach the gospel. And that's exactly what we try to do. And that's exactly what uh, the Church of God uh, does. And to have people like Ben that have been deeply involved in that. And the ironic story is I knew Ben as a as a kid growing up. And uh, in fact, he helped us move to Idaho years ago. When he was 14, he rode in a minivan. I'm not minivan, but the, the moving truck with us. And we just had a wonderful time. And I've known Kelly since she was a girl, uh, in fact, younger than that. And so, and Kelly, you've had, and of course you and Ben, uh, obviously got married and met in Vancouver Church and and here you are. How many years have you been married now? It's going to be 20 in May. 20 years 20 old. Years. You don't even look that old. You must, were you 14 when you got married? 
Okay, no, I'm teasing. I did have trouble getting permission from her parents to marry her, yeah. if that's, that's part of it. And, and you have, Kelly, you have some kids? Yeah, we have three boys. What's their names? Uh, Noah, who's 12, Jonah is 10, and Judah's 5. Well, it's too bad you couldn't have named them biblical names. That would have been uh, real nice. Great kids. And, of course, this is yeah. wonderful for you because you guys, both of you, you moved back to your home area. And to try this, I guess it's an experience, uh, experiment, been uh, having a presence in the West Coast. Yeah, in the 100 years of the Church of God movement, over 100 years, we've never had an executive live outside of uh, Anderson, Indiana, our headquarters. But we're as we are coming to grips with us being a global church, uh, even across the United States, States, uh, we're trying to really decentralize a lot of our support services. And so uh, I'm out on the West Coast uh, for a presence out there. And, and uh, we've got plans to actually open up an office for a national church uh, in the West Coast in the Portland, Vancouver area. I don't know why you, they don't do it in the Boise area. Well, we like that. Uh, one of the factors actually has to do with international airport access. And okay. I know Boise will get there soon, but there's not not yeah. yet a direct flight to Amsterdam or to Seoul, Korea from Boise. You are <laughs> correct, because we went to Seoul and we had to go via somewhere else, Seattle, actually. Yeah, that's right. And so, yeah, that is a that's a, a tough thing. Well, so we're, of course, we're in 88 countries, and... And what what country do we have the greatest uh, amount of missionaries in, or great amount, most amount of people that are involved in the church? Well, our largest two countries uh, that we have presence would be in Kenya, East Africa. We've had very, very strong uh, ministry work there since the turn of the century, and then, uh, and I would say, you know, the the twentieth century, and then also in uh, India, uh, we've got seven assemblies in India, and. Uh, We've probably got, you know, the number fluctuates, but it's around 140,000 members of the church there. And uh, it's very diverse. Uh, That continent is so large. You know, there's, you know, half a dozen languages spoke, uh, official languages spoke in that country. And so it's a a big complex group. But those are the two largest. And in fact, if you take Kenya and India, just those two countries, they have more people in the Church of God than the United States and Canada combined. Wow. uh, Yeah, Yeah. we're really a global church. And I haven't been there. I haven't done a lot of world traveling through the missions. I obviously went and spoke to some of your missionaries in Malaysia this last last April and got to go to Thailand again, which we really enjoy. But that's about as far as I've been, uh, other than Israel years ago with my wife and I and and in that direction, but well, it's neat that we can go across the world and and change uh, the course of of life for some of these people to show them Jesus. And we even have in our church, uh, folks. Some of the you guys listen to uh, Vincent Katuku. He is a he has a mission in Kenya himself, and he actually goes to our church. And uh, it's not a, in, under this. Uh, umbrella at this point, mm-hmm. but uh, boy, it's a fabulous mission. So there's just a lot going on with these kind of things. And Ben, I know your heart, uh, you've been in missions for uh, for a number of years, and I, I think I'm going to wait till tomorrow's show, because I'm going to have you on a couple of days to talk about your time in Tanzania. But when I, we think about missions, you think about uh, going to a place that's remote, and, and you've been to places, I understand, that have been very maybe third world, third uh, culture. Yeah. Mm-hmm. How is that when you go, here you are, we're United States, we have about everything we want, mm-hmm. and then we go to a place that is dirt poor, mm-hmm. and uh, how how do people accept our missionaries and people that go from the States? Yeah, it can be kind of complex. Um, you hear the stereotypical response that, well, we go to a, you know, 
uh, still developing country or third world country to use a, a different vernacular. And uh, people say something like, well, they're just so happy with nothing. And actually, I, I would push back on that. I think that they do have a lot of joy in their life. They just have um, choose and they're actually forced to find joy in different ways. Uh, in fact, they actually would like to have more. And uh, those that do get access to more, uh, they still are happy that they have more. And so uh, we kind of push back on that comment a little bit, but they're very open and, and hungry for the gospel. And in some ways, I think that we have more success uh, in the church going faster in those areas because they're used to living a life based on faith and not knowing what tomorrow looks like and to um, really want to have some stability uh, in their everyday life that they don't normally have. And that stability comes through knowing what their future looks like, that they have a future in heaven. And that's something that's guaranteed for them, even if their meal tomorrow isn't. And in America, when you get into or when you get into a more modern societies, I should say, and uh, where people are, have a lot more control over what tomorrow looks like. And they don't worry about what they're gonna have for dinner. In fact, they're trying to figure out how not to eat too much for dinner instead of what they're gonna have for dinner. Uh, that faith component is not as everyday used and therefore they're not, uh, it doesn't assimilate into their life quite as quickly. And so I think that's one of the, the biggest pieces and why uh, areas of Africa are still some of the fastest growing for evangelism uh, in, these, in these yet developing countries. And when we have Europe and New Zealand and Australia, and quickly now the United States, we, we, we're in a plateaued, if not declining, uh, in uh, growth in the church, uh, quickly becoming that post-Christendom that you find in, in many parts of Europe. Well, you know, thinking of uh, other countries, I think of Asia, which we've been to, but I know China used to be very, very difficult to get in. What is the latest on China and Christianity? Yeah, so I was in China uh, last, uh, last year. And uh, China is really, the country is, is uh, really changing quickly. In fact, if you look at uh, global metrics, there's, there's less people living below the $2 a day poverty level than there was 25 years ago. And the reason is, is really singularly because of China and because of their growth in production and access to jobs that people have moving out of the country and being able to, to meet that $2 a day or greater number. And so China is really transforming a lot in itself. Um, and their Christianity is exploding there. The hard part for us is it's almost impossible to measure how big Christianity is there because the government oppression is so strong on it. Mm -hmm. In fact, when I was there, I learned that in order to have a gathering with more than 50 people together, you have to have a permit from the local government magistrate. And so think about a wedding reception or even any kind of a gathering over 50 people. You have to have a permit from the government what you're doing. And so to build a church to grow is very difficult because the government's not going to approve those permits. In fact, they're going to cause problems. For, for everybody that does try to. So what happens is you have a whole lot of church houses that grow up to 30 or 40, uh, and then when they get near 50 people, they divide out. And so they're constantly discipling and empowering people to take on that leadership role because they, they can't have one pastor with 2,000 people that they're shepherding. They actually need a spiritual leader for every 30 or 40 people. And so it really changes. And so Christianity is exploding in China. I'm confident of it. Um, 
but it's very difficult to get a, a true measure on it. I've heard that. I've heard it exploding there, and it's kind of like the New Testament Acts Church, where they right. met in homes, and here they go. We're quickly running out of time today, but how are you, in, in 10 seconds, how are you accepted over there in China? We have some great leaders that are very, very capable, and they put their literal life on the line to welcome us and have us come in and pour into the people there, knowing that after we leave, they're probably going to get problems with the government, but they're willing to risk that in order to empower the others around. Well, that's amazing. Well, I appreciate you guys being with us today, and you're going to be with me again tomorrow, right? That'd be great. Looking That'd be awesome. Okay, and Kelly, we're yeah. gonna you're, we're gonna talk to you a little more tomorrow too. So <laughs> be ready. All right. All right, we'll folks, be. go out and make a difference. LifePoint is a ministry of the Cloverdale Church of God. If you would like a copy of today's broadcast or would like more information about the church, please call us at 208-362-1700 or write to Cloverdale Church of God, 3755 South Cloverdale Road, Boise, Idaho, 83709. You may also visit us at our website, www.cloverdalechurch.org. Thank you for listening and have a blessed day.